This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hanson Scotty, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. and the. Again. Oh, did I do it again? I mm-hmm. did do it again, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry about that. It's okay. It's programmed in it's your brain. It's the big show. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson. Uh, thanks for making us part of your Monday, 407, along the Wasatch Front. Thanks for sitting in. Hey, you know, happy to do it. And big thanks to uh, Big O Tires for being the presenting sponsor of the big show as well. Right now through September 6th, save up to $150 on Big O brand tires during the Big O Tires anniversary sale. Big O Tires. Gordon, the team you trust. We go there all the time. Oh, do you? Yeah. Good. Been going to Big O for a long, long time. There's a Big O tires up in Burley, Idaho. That's where we'd always really go get our tires. Yep. Big O with the big show. There, hey, look at that. Works. Uh, Brian Jeffries, who's the play by play voice of the Arizona Wildcats, is going to join us coming up here in just a moment. In fact, he joins us right now. On the Smart Rain guest line as the Wildcats get set for the start of the season. Brian, how are you? I'm doing well, guys. Excited because football season's around the corner. You know how that feels. And uh, so this is a great time of the year. Well, it's good. Everybody's undefeated. There's a certain level of optimism. Where's that optimism you know? level right now with the University of Arizona? Well, you know, it's uh, it all centers around their new coach, Jed Fish. He's a very energetic guy and very social media uh, made he's uh, I think he's kind of got the the town lit up a bit uh, to get the season underway and see what they can do. I mean Arizona went 0 and 5 last year. They've lost 12 straight games, so it's it's a big task in terms of you know the final product on the field and whatever they're going to end up with uh, one loss wise. But I think he's got people excited about the direction of the program. He's been very transparent. He's also been very honest, saying that, hey, it's a, it's a building process. It's not going to happen overnight. They brought in a lot of new players. Uh, they're going into the season expecting to win. But at the same time, they've certainly got a lot of work to do based on, on their, their recent past. I want to ask you about that recent past, Brian, because I've been down to the University of Arizona. I know it's got a reputation as a basketball school, but I, I like the school, man. I like it seemed like an easy place to recruit to. Why hasn't the football program been more consistent? Well, I mean, there's probably a myriad of answers to that. Uh, it, some of it certainly has to do with coaching. Uh, some of it has to do with tradition. And, yes, they've had some good years. Uh, they've just never been able to sustain it. So they might have a great year or a very good year and then you know take a step back for a couple of seasons. Trying to build uh, a sustained success has been the biggest challenge for any of the coaches that have come here. Uh, most recently, uh, things just went haywire recruiting-wise. They just never were able to build enough talent in order to compete, and that shows in their recent one-loss record. And so uh, I just think it takes the, the right guy, and we'll see if Jed Fish is the right guy. Like I said, everything he's done so far – has certainly headed in that direction, but uh, the proof is in the pudding, as they say, and we'll see what it looks like on the field. One of the biggest issues we've seen from Arizona over the last several years, and, you know, you have to go back. In fact, I'm just uh, scrolling through right now. 
uh, and I'm through 2015. You have to go all the way back to 2014 uh, when this team did not allow more than 30 points a game. Uh, defensively, is this team improved this year, and can you expect that point per game number, which last year was at about 39.8, to to come down a bit? Well, I guess it has to if if this program is going to be successful, at least in 2021. Uh, with the change of coaches, of course, everything's different now. And uh, Jed Fish brought in Don Brown, who's uh, better known as Dr. Blitz. He was uh, at Michigan prior to coming to Arizona. He's got a great reputation. Uh, he certainly has worked hard to try and get this team in better shape. And I'm talking, you know, their X's and O's on the field. He's got a very large playbook when it comes to uh, defensive formations and different packages that they use. Uh, to his advantage is the fact that they've been able to bring in a lot of transfers that uh, hopefully are going to pay off. And these are guys that have played, you know, at uh, at other big-time schools. They've got a transfer from uh, Notre Dame. They've got a transfer from Colorado, from Northwestern, uh, from Vanderbilt, from Central Michigan, et cetera. In other words, these are guys that have, have played Division One football before. And uh, if, if they can follow the system that Don Brown has put in, then they've got a chance to be better. Uh, I don't know how much better, guys, because, again, we haven't seen it on the field yet. But, you know, last year they had no depth on defense. They had, like everybody, they had some injuries. By the time the season came to a conclusion, uh, we didn't know who some of the guys were playing in that last game. I mean, they were going deep into their, their walk-on rotation. and So I think uh, the added depth is going to make them better. Uh, how much better, we'll, we'll see. But I like the scheme they have. Uh, one thing Don Brown says, if you don't run to the ball, you're not going to play for me. And that's probably a simple way to put it. I'll tell you, Brian, and Scotty can relate to this because he's the play-by-play voice of the Utah State Aggies, and they had this problem a little bit last year. When you were talking about not being able to stop the run, is there anything more helpless for a football team to feel than that? Oh, it was uh, it was miserable last year. Uh, it I, I just I can't describe it. And to be honest, guys, and, and you looked at it, uh, the defense, and it wasn't just the recent coaching staff, but the last couple. They just have not been very good. And the offense, on the other hand, now take last year away, but offensively, you know, they've been a I, I'd say the top half of the Pac-12. Uh, but without a defense to match it or at least be average, they just have not had any success on that end. And that's something that's got to change. And so, yeah, they got to stop the run. And one problem Arizona's had, again, in recent years is the fact they just haven't had a lot of size, in particular up on the defensive line. And that doesn't happen overnight. And so they've got to go out and find some guys. Now, I'll, I'll tell you a good story about a guy who just arrived here a week ago. His, nom- his name is Mo Diallo. He's 6'5", 285 pounds, uh, transferred from Central Michigan. He was all-conference there last year. And uh, he just got into camp a week ago. He's already worked himself into the starting lineup as of their scrimmage on Saturday night. So there's the size that they need up front. And if they can, if some of these transfers can help out up there, again, that's going to make the defense that much better. But you, know, you, can't, you can't coach size, so they've just got to find some more bodies up there. And if if the depth can come around here in the next year or two, then I think they've got a chance to build on it and be a pretty good football program. Where's the community there in Tucson on this uh, on this team, and and where do you think they're at right now in terms of excitement, buzz? Uh, do they are, are they buying into what Jed Fish is putting out there? 
they are buying into it right now uh, because, again, he's a, a guy that's full of excitement, full of optimism, and I think that's something that they've, they've wanted to see. I've been around here for a while. It's a very patient fan base here. They don't expect Arizona to go to the Rose Bowl every season. I mean, they'd love to see it at least once, but they don't expect that. They, they just want to see a program that uh, gets to bowl games, is exciting to watch, and, and that's what they'd like to see first and foremost. And if you know, every four or five years they can have that special team that gets them to a big-time bowl game, I think everybody would be very happy. If you go back and look at the, the history of Arizona football, it's that way. You know, Dick Tomey, who was the winningest coach in, in school history, uh, didn't get to the Rose Bowl, but had consistently good teams. They had a 12 and one season, and and that's the best in school history. And I think that's what the fans here would like to see is something along that line. And uh, you know, this is, as you guys know, it's a very difficult conference. And if you're unless you're USC or, or in recent years Oregon, and I think Utah has certainly moved into that category now, where that you're going to be challenging every year for the championship. It's tough for the other nine teams just because of the depth of the league. So, uh, you know, I, if Jed Fish has his way, you know, two or three years down the road, they're going to be that team that is going to be in the fight to win a, a conference championship. Until then, the, the, the fans here, they just want to see some excitement. They had 8,000 people show up for their scrimmage on Saturday. Wow. That tells you a little bit about uh, the community and the fact that, yes, they have bought into what Jed Fish is selling right now, and they're excited to see what this team can do. So the uh, the Wildcats will play a couple of uh, local teams up our way, both BYU and Utah this year. Uh, that uh, season opener against the Cougars, uh, any uh, buzz on that game or any thoughts from you or from the Arizona camp? Well, I mean, we know the history of BYU. I mean, they're a tough physical team, and, and no matter how many guys they have to replace on defense or a new quarterback or whatever, you know what you're you're getting. And the last two times these teams have played, and BYU's won both of them, one here in Tucson, one up in Glendale at the, the Cardinal Stadium. Both games really came down to the fourth quarter, and you know Arizona just didn't have enough. They lost both of them. So um, I, that's not going to have much bearing on this year's game, but just based on the reputation of what you know BYU puts on the field every year, you know they're going to be a good team. And again, they've got a physical presence about them that's been difficult for recent Arizona teams to, to overcome. And so, like I said, Arizona's size up front could be a determining factor either way for that. Uh, you know, I, I'm interested to see, first of all, Jed Fish hasn't named a starting quarterback. He's going to do it tomorrow. And so they've got three guys that have been fighting for the job. How that that starter fares against BYU is going to have a lot to do, I think, with the outcome of the ball game. Because Arizona's got some talent at wide receiver, they got some talent at running back, they've got some tight ends, they got a veteran offensive line. But uh, the the quarterback situation, like with every team, is so important. And so, uh, to me, that and maybe BYU's looking at it the same way. You guys would know better than me. They've they've got to come up with a new quarterback this year. So how that position plays, I think, on September fourth is going to have a lot to do with the outcome. If you are a betting man, uh, do you? And this, we don't expect any inside information here, but do you have any expectation on who the quarterback's going to be? Well, everybody here has kind of put their their money, so to speak, on Gunnar Cruz. He's a transfer from Washington State. He was there for two years, played in just one game. Uh, he's six five, two twenty seven, so he looks like a quarterback. 
But again, he hasn't had much experience uh, at all. The other two guys, uh, Will Plummer, who uh, played as a true freshman last year at Arizona, he had to when uh, Grant Gannell got hurt. He played in three games last year and looked okay, but he was a true freshman kind of thrown into the fire. And then maybe the X factor is uh, Jordan McLeod. He's a transfer from uh, South Florida, two-year starter there. Uh, had very good numbers, uh, has the ability to, to throw out of the pocket, and I'm not going to call him a dual-threat guy, but he can run with the ball. Now, just based on their scrimmage this Saturday night, he might have looked the best of the three of them. But um, uh, right now the betting line is that Cruz is going to get the start, and, and Jed Fish says he's going to announce it tomorrow. Uh, he doesn't. He's not one of those coaches that wants to wait. Uh, he's Like he, I said, he's very transparent, so... Uh, he's made that decision today. He's going to inform whoever it is, and, and we'll all find out tomorrow. So this game against uh, BYU will be played there at uh, Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Uh, have you seen that building? I, I've just driven by it, and it looks like a beautiful football palace where the Raiders play. Uh, are the Cats going to draw a lot of fans up there for that season, Lidlifter? Well, that's a great question. You know, the Pac-12 has played, as you know, its basketball tournament up there for a number of years now. And, and Arizona, you know, when they were eligible to play in it, uh, drew the most, you know, the, the I'd say without a doubt more Arizona fans attended that event than any other school in the league. Uh, will football follow? I don't know. Uh, it's Labor Day weekend. Um, I think they've sold quite a few tickets, but I don't know the exact number. Again, when you've got a, a team that's lost 12 straight, uh, you know how much interest is that going to draw people to make that trip up there? I, I couldn't tell you, but you know people are excited about it. They expect to have a pretty good crowd. I know the last time that these two teams played in Las Vegas, it was um, I want to say 2008 at the Las Vegas Bowl, if that's what they call it. It was over at Sam Boyd Stadium. Yeah. You know, Arizona won that game. Again, not that's going to have anything to do with with this year, but you know that was a great atmosphere because BYU travels so well, and uh, that stadium was full. And so I uh, I don't know what this is going to be like. It's a much bigger venue, of course, but uh, I just hope it's a great atmosphere. I think you know those of us in the broadcast end, that's what we want to see. No doubt about that. Hey, uh, before we let you go, and I know uh, we're still a few months away from basketball season starting, but. I thought Arizona pulled off a coup by getting Tommy Lloyd as their head coach. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on what he brings to the program? And I got to imagine the excitement level is pretty high after that hire. Yeah, I mean he's, you know, I've gotten to know him a little bit here so far, and just a great guy. Uh, I think somebody that is very uh, easy to talk to, easy to listen to. Uh, you know, I think the fans have already started to gravitate to him, and I mean the tradition of this program uh, certainly follows and. Uh, just from what I've seen so far in some of their informal workouts over the summer, and they haven't had a complete team together yet because they have a lot of international players who had gone home. But it, it, you know, he's going to bring that Gonzaga style to Arizona basketball, kind of a wide open, up and down ball movement, etc. And he's got enough talent coming back. They lost a lot of people, but uh, but he's got enough, and he re- he's recruited very well in a very short period of time. So, yeah, I think the folks here. Uh, the expectations are always high, and the folks here are, are excited to see what he can uh, do. And you know, I, uh, you know, Sean Miller's been a, a great addition. Did a lot of great things for the program, and um, you know, hate to see him go. But at the same time, you know, maybe you know, some uh, some uh, a new fresh face coming in is going to uh, you know keep the tradition going. And I think the the folks kind of expect that here. Well, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Great conversation. Have a great uh, have some great calls this season and. 
Look forward to catching up with you down the line. Anytime. Thanks, guys. We'll see you. You got it. Brian Jeffries, play-by-play voice of the Arizona Wildcats. I imagine that the draw for Arizona football is substandard from Arizona basketball. Yes. For all the reasons you just talked about. I can't imagine. I mean, isn't that game at uh, Legion Stadium a semi-home game for the Cougars? Oh, yeah. BYU, what, 4-1, to one, you think? 5-1? to one? I, I don't know, but I know there will be a lot of fans dressed in blue. I've not been inside that stadium, uh, Scotty, but I've driven by it, and it looks it looks magnificent. Yeah, it does. Uh, I just remember the good old days. You could get off the exit at Tropicana and not get killed with traffic, but with the uh, basketball arena there and now the football stadium, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. You want to make that in-and-out run off of Tropicana. Those <laughs> days are over. You want any part of that. Um, that really big one there that uh, yeah. used to – Half the people in there were from Utah. Exactly. The good old day. And look, I I don't know. It's just now the in and outs here in Utah just doesn't have the same kind of cachet. But when you were down in Vegas and you got in and out, it was something special. Now, what's the deal with in and out? I mean, I get it. Uh, the original in and out was uh, in California, uh, right? In, in pa- Pasadena. Oh, there. okay. And uh, my wife was very familiar with it because it was not very far from the high school where she went. And uh, it, uh, it, it, every time I go to In and Out, it's, I mean, there's like a line of cars there. Yeah. Any time of day. Yeah. It's good and it's cheap. You can feed your whole family for what it costs at Five Guys for one person. And he's, I love Five Guys too. Not, he's not wrong, but the price differential there is substantial. Yeah. Are you an In and Out fan? You oh, like yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's sentimental for me. Like, you know that the trips to Vegas and California, uh-huh. you go get in and out, and you feel like you're, you know, now you go to Draper, it's like oh, it's not quite the same. You know, it just doesn't. Have, <laughs> you didn't have to work for yeah, it. Yeah, you didn't have to work for it. It's just right there. Still but, like wait in line. But you're right. The lines are are insane. Which, uh, what's the uh, what's the chicken place that everybody's fired up about now? Canes. Yeah. And uh, I've had that before, and it's solid. Yeah, I don't know I if it's wait, you know, forty cars deep, good, but solid. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, Scotty, I had someone explain to me once, and he said this, very intelligent guy, but he said this in all seriousness. He said the reason the In-N-Out burger tastes good is because the lettuce is under the burger. Like that it hits your, your taste buds quicker or something Well, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm anti-lettuce on a burger. Oh, are you? Yeah, like if I want to eat a salad, I'll eat a salad, but I don't want a salad on my burger. As, as Ron Swanson says, I don't need my food's food yeah. on the burger. Hold yeah. on, hold on. See, you don't no no tomato, no lettuce. Yeah, I, I but I like pickles, so I'll put pickles. Um, I'm not big on onions, but if you go to Whataburger, their onions are really good. So it, it, I'm kind of off and on on onions on burgers, but. No lettuce, no tomatoes. Tomato makes the burger soggy, just gets the liquid everywhere, and bleh, I don't want any of that. Lettuce, it's a salad. If you want a side salad with your burger, that's fine. Scotty, you are the first person I have ever heard say they don't like tomato and lettuce on a hamburger. And I have great respect for your— that Austin's the same way. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the what? same way. Yep. So just the patty. No. And some cheese and some cheese. Uh, some condiments and yeah and and like I said I like pickles are you anti pickles uh, I've got a bit of a pickle allergy oh really or not yeah. what about onions for you 
uh, I'll take a fried onion, like and an onion ring. Yeah. Or grilled onions. Or a straw, yeah. Give me grilled onions, grilled mushrooms. I'm all about that on a burger. Um, but the lettuce and tomato. Look, I don't want... It freshens it up. You think it makes it soggy. I, I think it adds there, too. No, it, it adds... No. I look, well, it teach teach their, own. Teach their yeah. own. I'm not like... Whatever. You like hamburger soup, and we like hamburgers. Yeah. I like uh, I like hamburger. Look, I like hamburgers on a bun. I like I like cheeseburger pie. You ever had that? Cheeseburger pie? Yeah. No. Oh, it's good. Cheeseburger pie. Does that come in a turnover? Like, do you do you like lay out the crust and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. Well, I'm not sure what's in there because I've never made it myself. <laughs> of course, you haven't. <laughs> hey, by the way, I have perfected burgers. I I will grind my own hamburger now. And it's the only way to do it. So, like, it's really cheap, actually. Do you, if you, do you have one Would of those? Be grinded? Do you, you actually have a, you have a through the thing? I'm not going to ask you because I know you won't know. But do you have a KitchenAid? Like those mixers? Oh, we do not. Yeah, no. we oh, do. Oh, we have a hand you, mixer, but not a KitchenAid. Okay. Yeah. So, it's like if you have one of those KitchenAids, it's like a $40 attachment. You pop mm. it on and it will grind. And so, I will do um, a mix of Chuck, uh, Tri Tip, and brisket. Ooh. So when I tr- when I'm doing a brisket, I'll trim up the brisket and then I'll save the trimmings and then put them into a burger later. Wow. And then I was I was so I was about ready to grind some burgers and I was had this stuff in my fridge in the downstairs and I was ticking up and there was a package of bacon. And I thought, "Well, <laughs> wait a minute. I put bacon on the burger, so why not put bacon in the burger. All right. So I ground up a it's package like George, of bacon. That's like, that's like George Carlin getting on the plane, getting in the plane, not on the plane. There you go. Go ahead. So I got I had bacon, tri-tip, uh, brisket, and chuck roast. Mix all that together. Oh, that had to be tasty. And it was like I knocked it out of the park. It I, like that. That was the best burger I've ever had. So, do you enforce your no lettuce and tomato oh, rule yeah. in your family? Uh, no, no. If my kids want it, I'd look. I'm like, if they want it, if they want to eat like rabbits, tomato and lettuce, go be it. And they're they're you know, my wife is a big team lettuce and team tomato fan, so. Okay. No, I will not disparage anybody for their choices, even say, if they're wrong. I will say this, Austin. Maybe you remember this, but we had a station get together at my house once, <laughs> and I I had this old beat up grill in the backyard that's since been long since retired, but I had various things on there, and they were all disorganized and whatnot. Scotty went back there, and inside of a minute, he had that whole grill organized according to the kind of meat. The size of the meat and everything that went—I mean, it was—it was artistic. To, to this day, it's the best grill burger, like backyard grill burger I've ever had. His? Yeah, that one that you made well, that, that day. But that was you, just regular meat. That was just right? meat. In fact, I think you got that from our friends at the store, if I remember right. The meat? Maybe. Yeah, might have. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, that was fun. Scotty is master of the grill. I mean. That's what's shaken me a little bit about the yeah. lettuce and tomato thing, because I'll pretty much follow whatever you say. Well, no, you, that's just a preference thing. You know, you guys can you do whatever you want, but but that meat, like everything there on that burger, needs to showcase the meat. The meat's the star, okay? The meat's, you know, Hawkeye, and then the cheese can be <laughs> BJ Trap, Honeycutt, Trapper. <laughs> and then the lettuce and stuff. That's like Houlihan and Frank, Frank and stuff like that. They just kind of get in the way. Nobody wants any of that. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm making a mental note of this because uh, because Austin, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna grind up my own my own hamburger. No, you're and, not. And with yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get okay. No. I got ground beef, and then I got tri-tip. No, no, Chuck, 
Ground beef is what it all comes together. Okay, it's all right. Like, chuck. Chuck roast. Chuck roast. And now, chuck, you know, make sure it's got, you know, you want, you know, usually you want your 80 20, right? 80 meat, 20% fat. That's where the brisket's going to bring a little fat to okay. it, a little okay. flavor to it. And the brisket and, and the tri tip. Tri tip and just. And the bacon. And throw in some bacon in there. Wow. Now you got yourself a burger. And you may have cardiac arrest afterwards, <laughs> but you'll die with a smile on your face. <laughs> like. This is what Lloyd plays when Hans and I get on a tangent. Okay, so imagine the look on my wife's face when I stop off at the store on the way home. And oh, it's I, an expensive and I, burger. And I, and I bring that all in, and I start working that 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 uh, mixer. What do you think she's going to say, Austin? Who are you? She's going to say, <laughs> call 911 because she knows kidnapped you. Because she knows you're going to hand it to her and say, make this. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'd am i be better not doing this. I, <laughs> that sounds Let really me help good, you by Scotty. leaving. Yeah. Here's the thing about Scotty, and Hans kicks in on this as well. It's inspirational. Oh, Hans is far better than I am. All right, way late, 431. Hands and Scotty, this is 97.5. 12, that is the big show right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This is DJ and PK. Now, you believe that everything will be restored. Like if you're bald, you'll get your hair back? 27, prime of your life. So are you restored with your tats intact? Did everybody ask you when you were out in the field, so to speak? We have to go now because we have a serious topic coming up, not this. <laughs> this is you, potentially tr- serious? <laughs> potentially. <laughs> I love that. You don't give ground on anything, man. <laughs> you don't give ground no matter what. You stake out your spot, and that's it. There's I a- can't argue that it's serious. He's got me. <laughs> but it's potentially serious. It is. Yuck, has anyone ever retreated but held their ground with the line, potentially serious? What's wrong with that? Probably not. <laughs> you are a beauty, man. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Time for your Cougars at 30 update right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network as Kalani Sataki had uh, a little bit of a different opinion. You heard from Aaron Roderick earlier in the show, said he kind of knows who the starting quarterback is. Kalani Sataki's not quite there yet. I wouldn't say that there's definitely a lot of separation. I'm just going to say that we feel really good about three quarterbacks. We have an idea of what we're doing, and, and we, we can we can see it. So I, it's I, I, we thought that maybe one would be elevated, but all three have elevated their game. Um, we're, we're starting to see how this is going to shape up, and I just want to confirm it all with the film and, and uh, communicate with the quarterbacks themselves, and then away we go. So I think we're, I think we're right, headed right down that timeline that A-Rock gave you. This update brought to you by SNS Roofing. Roofing is your locally owned roof repair experts. It's time to get it done and done right. For a free quote and all your roofing needs, call SNS Roofing today. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. 
It's a big show right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The house band of the day today, picked by my wife, even though she didn't actually pick it, but I knew if I were to allow her to pick it, this is where she'd go with it. This is her favorite band. Vampire Weekend. <laughs> One of her favorite bands. They sound pretty good. I'm not. I'm unaware of them. Where are you at on these guys, Austin? Yeah, a much better band than their name would imply. Yes. You hear Vampire Week and you're like, what kind of goth emo? <laughs> but then you hear them play and you're like, oh, this is a good band. Yeah. When she, uh, when we're driving and she gets uh, music privileges, um, this is where we go with. That sounded way worse and <laughs> yeah. more misogynistic than I thought. Yeah, it's just like, that, no, no, I just mean like we rotate. Uh, uh, no, that's... Mm-hmm. We, when Scotty allows... No, that's not what at all what I meant. That's, that's not. That's, no, and Jenny, I don't think no, she you, would live by those. Yeah, rules. you know that's not the case. Yeah. When we rotate and the picking goes to her, mm-hmm. then that's what we listen to. <laughs> Much better said. <laughs> <laughs> when my wife has music privileges in the car, uh, that did not come out the way that I. When I allow that, you know on that's an off day. You know that's how that that would not fly. In the uh, no, Gerard house. I, I can guarantee it. Uh, so you've got, hey, by the way, I wanted to go back a little bit um, and talk about the Sarah Todd conversation we had in terms of the jazz. And if you missed it, Sarah Todd, great beat writer for the Utah Jazz of the Deseret News, joined us in the uh, 3 o'clock hour. Uh, but she said the jazz are much better now than they were at the end of the season. Would you agree with that? Are they significantly better? Are they slightly better? What, what are your expectations of the jazz compared to where they were last year? I think they're slightly better. I don't know if I would say significantly better, slightly better, but in this way, I think they're more versatile than they were before, and that was the weak spot on the team. Uh, people still complaining, uh, Quinn should have made some adjustments in those games against the Cl- He had nowhere to go. He had nowhere to go. So now he does. Uh, so I, I, And maybe that is significant. I think it, it, as far as talent, it's slight, slightly better. But the overall effect could be something more than that. And I'll tell you a couple other things that need to happen for the Jazz, Scotty. One is they have to stay healthy. I mean, that was unfair last year in the playoffs. And I know people say Kawhi Leonard was hurt too, and I get all that. But the Jazz were not completely the Jazz when they got eliminated. And that hurt them. So they have to stay healthy uh, but I think that the fact that they can put different lineups out on the floor and play different brands of basketball now, that, that makes them better. What do you think? I'm thinking my wife just listened to that uh, first part of the segment and has tweeted all three of us now. So, What did she say? My husband just said, when my wife gets music <laughs> privileges on a road trip, and he better think carefully about what he's done and any next steps. Just saying, Austin and Gordon. She also says tagging Gordon is a formality since he doesn't follow me. So maybe I'll my do. wife follows Jenny, and she says she, Lisa says that Jenny's a can't miss kind of. That tweet. is true. And by the way, I, you know, I, I, I immediately realized the folly of those words. That was that you was, did. You came back quickly with that, but the thought did go through both of our minds as you said it. Well, I know what it sounded like, and I apologize sincerely. For how that sounded. Now, here's the interesting thing. As I look around the room here, and I see Austin in there, I see you, Scotty, and I consider my own condition. Are we doing this outkick the coverage thing again? No. I'm saying that we married very strong women. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, But that's were, what's appealing about, the, you know. Yeah. That's, 
I mean, if you were looking to have a situation where you might more often than not get your way, then all of us would have picked, would have found a different alternative. I mean, whenever I let my wife pick music, she picks really strong music. Uh, Jenny just tweeted out, I'd like to thank my husband for all the many generous things he allows me to do. <laughs> he gave me permission to drive carpool all day today, for instance. Hashtag blessed. Oh, she is classic. That is that you married a, a beaut. You really did. I do agree you, completely. Uh, is this one of those things where you're 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 nodding? No, 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 no. You do that to me. No, I agree completely. Uh, Jenny is uh, one in a million. I like how Gordon said Lisa tells me Jenny's a can't miss Twitter follow, and yet he still hasn't followed Jenny. Well, I mean, I'm a little slow in that regard. I how think. often do you check Twitter? Oh, I check it every once in a while. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not in there every day looking at everything that's going on. But, uh, you know, maybe I should, because that is the way a lot of people communicate. <laughs> oh, what boy. now? <laughs> what else are you allowing to If it's Jenny appealing for me to have some pretty strong opinions, you're going to go nuts when you go home today. Wow. Am, am I, should I just shut up now? Apparently I should. It was a bad slip. You didn't mean it how it came out, but now it's Yeah, just... because you said it like this, and I'd appreciate it if you play that back. No, no, I'm not doing no, that. No, because you, no. you said... I'll let Lloyd do it tomorrow. When Jenny has or gets music privileges, then she yeah. does this. And I'm telling you, Scott, I mean, who would be controlling those privileges? Uh, she would. Absolutely. It's, this is a condition of six, almost seven hours on air today, where Scotty just had Man, a slip Austin, of the tongue. And... I love it. I love that you got my back. I really appreciate that. Lloyd would have replayed that about eight times by now. Well, if it was Gordon saying it, I'd be replaying it. Too, What's the difference? It's just funnier. Oh, and, <laughs> thank you. And you're not my boss. Yeah, but it, the fact that Jenny is connected to this makes it hilarious. Because that's a woman who would never stand for that. Scotty's a funny guy, but Jenny is ten times more funny. Than Scotty. I'll always smart accept Scottie that. Oh, her. she by a mile, 100%. Who's more generous? Uh, she is. Who's the better parent? Uh, <laughs> that one's, that chair is a better parent than I am in the corner. Scotty, I got to hand it to you, man. You answered all those questions 100% correct. Yeah. All right. How many years? Uh, 23, actually. Wow. It's a long time. And it, all, and it all Don't. comes oh, on. Is it? It was a long time. Stop it. What are we doing? I just said that's, a, that's, we do a, that's show a quarter once, of a century. Didn't we do a show once together and I was getting you in trouble with Jenny? Yep. Yep. I think that's been going on since 2004 <laughs> in some way, shape, or form. Bowler and I did the show together last week, Scotty, and we were telling stories back and forth the about St. Bernard and the doggy door. Yeah. Yeah. That was not a good moment. For you, me. Now, now that you brought that up, you have to. You have to. <laughs> no, you you have to tell it. It's all gross. The problem is, is that Bowler brings it up every time we get we get everybody together, and Bowler's like, "Hey, remember when you?" Yeah, go I, ahead, tell it. It's funny. Oh, it's okay. Let's move on. I'll do it. Uh, hey, not sports report coming up next. Not just that, but there was also the other episode when we. Involved. <laughs> Did you guys reference that, by the way? We didn't talk about it on the air. When we almost, yeah. or I almost got You it. did such a good job, you almost got us all fired. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that what? was a, that uh, was a tell dark. Tell me more. That was a dark day for the three of us. <laughs>
And this is why I will always be ready to take a bullet for Gordon and Bowler, because <laughs> I, I probably am not working in radio. I'm telling Scotty, if, if it's not for those two, Scotty should have gone to Hollywood, because you're a great actor. You, Scotty, you should. You could. It's not too late, is it? No, it's not good. You were so convincing. It was like the there Nero. were a lot of us that were very convincing. <laughs> a lot of actors that got involved in that production, and it did not end well. And that's all we're going to say about it. Okay. Hi, Jenny. That was back. What was that? Two thousand five. What is? Uh, I think so. Was it? Yeah. Is before Bowler got the play-by-play job? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. we had to we had to issue a public apology at the yeah. uh, remember when Colosimos had the place down in South Jordan. There, there was that. <laughs> Bowler had to read it, remember? And it was written by the, the station lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and he had to read it as if it was like his words, but in reality, we had to go word by word. And on we it. were trying to bail you out. You, as we were doing, as we, as it was happening, yeah, I we know, were trying I, to slow you down, but yeah. you were doing such a good job. That, it was. It was Olivier. I mean, I couldn't believe it. That, that horse wanted to run that day. And that it, it just got worse and worse as the day went on. <laughs> Someday we'll write a book, or someday we'll we do should. an oral, the history. oral history of sports radio in Utah, and that that day will probably be included. Oh, that was that was. Uh, You've heard about this, haven't you, Austin? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, well, we don't. Bowler and I talk about it amongst ourselves, but we generally don't. Talk we don't about talk about it on the air. Yeah, open. It's probably for the best. Yeah. All right, hands is. Gosh, damn it. It's the big show. <laughs> It's okay, you're distracted right now. You got a lot going on over there. Right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utes get set for the start of the season, which is just over a week away. That's right, folks. It'll be a week from Thursday where the Utes get set to square off against Weber State. Uh, Solomon Enos expected to have a big role with the wide receiver room. Kyle Whittingham broke down what he's brought to the squad throughout camp. Yeah, he's done a great job. I mean, he's only a junior, you know, even though he's been here for a lot of years. He's he's a junior, but uh, he is he has really stepped up between him and Covey. Those are definitely the two leaders uh, at the receiver spot. And uh, Solomon knows what the expectations are in this program, and he demands that that receiver group live up to those expectations. Subday brought to you by Sleep Solutions partner of the Maloof Furniture Group right here in Utah. You can schedule your own private time in the store and you'll be the only one shopping. It's amazing and it's true. Learn more at sleepsolutions.com. That's sleepsolutionszz.com. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. this out and now you're not sports report on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network Hey, 
it's Monday, which means it's time to get a winner for the Chevy Strong Play of the Game. Be calling number 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE. And correctly identify the Chevy Strong Play of the Game as announced by DJ and PK this morning at 8.50, and you'll win a prize pack. It's the Chevy Chevy Strong Play of the Game brought to you by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers right here on the Zone Sports Network. So while Austin gets a winner, it's time for Gordon to shine. (laughs) <laughs> the Not Sports Report, brought to you by LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used cars in inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. So, Scotty, I have three items, but they're very short items today to get to on the Not Sports Report. The first one is, have you heard stories about how a car occasionally runs into a house? Yes. Yeah. Well, this is a, a flip to that story. A house in North Carolina was lifted off its foundation by floodwaters. And the house ran into a car. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. The other one is a woman was lost in the woods, and they sent out some some search and rescue people via helicopter to find her. And a helicopter was hovering over where she was, but they weren't seeing her. So she took her pants off and started waving her pants around. Yeah. And uh, they saw her. And they started to land, and she said at that point her biggest worry was trying to get her pants on before the guys landed. Uh, I, I could see that. Look, I mean, I mean, if you were lost in the woods, you'd do just about anything, wouldn't you? You'd run up and down naked screaming all day long, right? I don't know. You'd rather stay lost. If there's some dash cam footage of that, I don't know if I want that out there. <laughs> all right, Scotty, now this one is the kicker. Apparently... A man, a a husband and his wife were in their house at night, and they were stirred by an intruder. All right. They heard someone in the house. So the wife said to the husband, honey, I think we have an intruder. And so he armed himself and went out to see. Like with a gun? Yes. Okay. This is in Alabama. All right. So everybody's got a gun. Yeah. All right. So he walks out into the house, into one of the rooms, and he sees someone. And that someone shoots him, and he shoots him back. So they shoot each other. Okay. Now, it's getting weirder here. All right. All right. It turns out that the man who shot the husband and who the husband shot was the wife's boyfriend. Oh. Who also happened to be living in the house. Well, how's he living in the house? Well, she let him she let him carve out a spot in the basement. And the husband was unaware of this. Okay, so the guy's shacking up, but the husband doesn't know. Uh-huh. And so are, are they both dead? No. They both were taken to the hospital. This sounds like a setup by the wife. Well, that's the question. Uh, that's, the police asked her, "Why?" I think did, she's trying to get rid of both of them. Why did you tell the husband that an intruder was in the house when you knew it was your boyfriend? Tomorrow on Dateline. Yeah. This is. Yeah. It, no, you're right. This is like a lifetime, you know, movie of the week. She was in love. The but sheriff, she was in love with love. The sheriff's officer, Captain. He said, this is a quote, she had been allowing him to stay inside the home for a while, providing him food. There's a retru- there's an intruder in the house, honey. You better go. Oh, I bet, that, I bet she was like, hey, 
You should go check that out. And he's like, oh, fine, I'll go check it. He's like, hey, you should grab the gun. <laughs> they sound very large. And they and she knew he had a her boyfriend yeah, had a gun. No, yeah, this is there's some nefarious stuff going on there. She probably had an insurance policy on both of them. It's Alabama. The other guy may have been her brother, too. I don't know. Austin, you may want to. Oh, we're all right. Uh, no, it's Alabama. <laughs> Come on, help me out. I hope. I don't know if we did it in time, but they. It says here that the report says that uh, the office, the sheriff's office, had not yet uncovered a motive for the wife's telling her husband that uh, her boyfriend was an intruder. You sure you want that pistol? Take the shotgun. <laughs> oh man, that one. That, what's that show you guys talk about where there's lots of just cops? Yeah, yeah. Does that sound like an episode of that? It does sound like they'd roll up and she'd be like. I thought there was an intruder downstairs. Turns out it was just Jimmy, my stray cat boyfriend that I feed from time to time. And the cop turns to the camera and goes, this is my life. Well, think about the the poor husband. Yeah, that's, I feel bad he, for that dude. He, not only did he get shot, but he found out his wife had a boyfriend that was living in his house. Yeah. And eating his food. Yeah, he, that dude's out there slaving away, bringing home the bacon. Not knowing that a third of that bacon is going downstairs to the uh, to the boyfriend. <laughs> Apparently, uh, the man, the boyfriend, is uh, is in jail on charges of attempted murder, possession of a firearm, and an altered serial number and possession of controlled you think she, substance. Okay, so we got we got some drugs involved. She, and, and that's the other thing. You think the so? Police, she she put him up to murder the husband, and then she sent him down with the gun. Oh man, this is all on her. But but give this too. Yeah, no. When they tried to interview her, she was. This is kind of sad, really. But she was too intoxicated to really make sense. Shocking. This sounds like a country song, doesn't it? Sounds like a good family movie. You're the country fan in the in the room here. Do you think the wife is going to end up charged? Uh, unless she, probably not, unless she had some agreement with the boyfriend to take out the husband. But she's playing both sides of the fence on this thing. This is like the shootout at the OK Corral, only it's happening in your living room. I think she's got the perfect crime going here. Wow. All right. It's the big show coming up next. Hope we'll- your kids were in the car for that one. <laughs> there are some people in this world that are a little mixed up. Yeah, to, to say the least. Mm-hmm. See, that's not what I anticipated the not sports report to be. What I anticipated you? more like, hey, look, these guys are coming in concert. Oh, look, this is a great movie coming out. Oh, look, uh, did you hear that Del uh, uh, Del Curry and his wife Sonia are getting a divorce? That's what you had in mind? You know, I don't know, some of that stuff. They've been separated a long time. Oh, really? Yeah, like that. a couple well, years. Scotty, wait a second. Did, uh, how come whole world news doesn't include that stuff then? Uh, it does sometimes. Oh. But yeah, no. Isn't this something Make that- no mistake. Whole world news is a blank ripoff of the Not Sports Report. And the Not Sports Report is a ripoff of other shows. Hey, by the way, uh, it looks like... Hey, imitation is the, is the most sincere form of flattery, right? Uh, I don't want to jinx it, but uh, to talk about golf, uh, Tony Finau is right there on the cusp of winning his second career PGA title in a playoff right now and uh, is very close to closing the deal. Hopefully, I didn't jinx him, but... Uh, I brought that up with uh, Austin earlier before you got here, and he yawned and like, is it a major? I said, no. Oh, don't be that guy, Austin. That's me. 
major or nothing for you? And even at that, sometimes I'm like, it's a big one, though. This is is going into the playoffs, yeah. Yeah. If it weren't Tony Finau, we wouldn't care. Uh, yeah, probably. All right. It's about time. Tony's a good guy. Absolutely. And this is going to be a nice payday for him, too. He's a Lakers fan. Uh, This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. I know that there's a lot of different rumblings and there's been a lot of different news about starting quarterbacks. But if you were listening to Scotty and I all through camp, there is no breaking news. It's just the same old news that we've been talking about. We all knew it was going to be Charlie Brewer. And you may have heard people say, oh, it's closer than you think. And Cam Rising put a heck of a battle up there. But it was always going to be Charlie Brewer. I always talked about, you know, Cam Rising is he won a quarterback job there once, but you saw the quarterback he won the job over. Yeah. Charlie Brewer is much better. There was a nice battle, but at no point, and this should be more reassuring to Utah fans than anything, at no point did Cam Rising actually take that job back from Charlie Brewer. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.